Hello and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Noah, and I am with... Kayla. We haven't recorded in a, in a few weeks. It's been a long time. I kept, yeah. like, having, like, minor panics where I would, like, think about it and be like, wait, was I supposed to be editing, editing? an episode or something? Yeah, yeah. Just because... We split back to every other week after doing every week for so long. Right, yeah. Because our last episode was the, uh, we were joined by the Cars cast. And if you guys haven't checked that episode out yet, I would highly recommend you do so. It's really fun. But we recorded that in advance. So we've been... Um, yeah, we recorded that like a whole month or more in advance. Yeah, so we've been on a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a hiatus for us, but not for you guys. But we're back. Reviewing the new Pixar movie, Onward. Onward. I feel like that's a pretty bad title well, for the movie. Yeah. It doesn't really. I mean, I get what it means. It may, I, I the brother probably the older brother probably says Onward in the movie. If I go back he and did. Like, watch, he did. He did. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what they would have named it, but I feel like they were just trying too hard to find a name that was a single word because that's kind of like Pixar's thing. But this time it really <laughs> didn't work because <laughs> it like I mean, doesn't tell you anything. It's not really their thing. Well, I mean, but like really Inside simple Inside Out, that's The like, Incredibles, Monsters, Inc. Monsters that's what I'm saying, University. though. Simple titles like <laughs> Toy Story. That's a pretty stupid title. But when you watch it, it's like, oh. Yeah, I feel like it could have been. I don't know. Ratatouille. It could have been anything else like. Literally anything else. The quest. quest. Mm, well, okay, maybe not literally. Some well, that would have said more though, because they say quest like a million times. So, but yeah, we both saw this. This has been this is a pretty quick turnaround for review as in terms of us, because this came out. It just came out two days yeah, ago from the, recording uh, this so. over the weekend. So, um, because of that, this first segment of the episode will be spoiler free. And then the second segment after the ad break will go more in depth into spoilers and then kind of give you our updated Pixar ranking of where Onward lies. Let's just uh, jump right in maybe with the plot summary of Onward. Cool. Do you want to read the plot summary? Sure. Set in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, Go on a journey to discover if there is still a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father, who died when they were too young to remember him. That's a okay. way too long for one sentence. That's Yeah, here's the that's thing. That's a long one. Without getting into spoilers yet, this is something I'll talk about later. Okay. This sentence, I feel like, doesn't... Like, it, it makes sense with the trailer, but after you've watched the movie, I feel like it doesn't make as much sense because they're not, like, going to discover magic. Yeah, the the whole thing about discovering if there's a little magic left, and they say that kind of in the movie. Yeah. But they don't really kind of, that's not really what the movie's about. No, it's not. It's really not about discovering magic at all. Like, there's magic no. in it. But they don't really go. They're into... going on the quest because they discovered magic. Mostly, the 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 plot is it's two teenage elf brothers who are trying to spend one last day with their father, who died when they were too young. You can just take out of the discovering yeah. magic part. Yeah. 
But this movie was directed and co-written by Dan Scanlon, who is the director and writer of Monsters University, which you are a big fan of. I'm than, a big fan. More than most people. I mean, I like it. Um, I think I like a lot of people really don't like it. I actually don't mind it, but I know you really do like it. Yeah. I mean, like the story isn't as good as Monsters, Inc., which yeah, is my yeah. number one Pixar movie, but like yeah. I'm a big fan of Monsters right. University. The chemistry between Billy Crystal and John Goodman is just too kind of, good. It's hard to like mess that up, you know. So yeah, he directed that one, and then he also directed um the Mater's Ghost Light. I saw, so he did that for Pixar, which yes. was a while ago. So he's kind of been he's been in the rat ropes, and I feel like this is yeah he's worked on some other films as well, but this is like his his like passion yeah. project. Because this is a personal yeah. story. So yeah. it was inspired by his own life, mm -hmm. which he found an audio tape from his father who died when he and his brother were kids. Mm. So he kind of wrote the story as like a processing piece, I guess, from yeah. that. Where like recognizing, you know, how thankful he was to have a brother and whatnot. And so it kind of developed into this... Which is so crazy because you're like, oh, God, man, Pixar put in, what, $150 million into his passion like, project. His passion project. Yeah. Well, I mean, crazy. it's not like he was, it's a directorial debut because he obviously got a sequel first or a prequel. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like they knew, yeah, they knew what he could do. Like right, they knew that right. he could make a decent feature film. But it's interesting, like, the way the movie is, it's not. But the, from the place the movie sprouted from, it's almost kind of like an indie film story a little bit more. Yeah. Where it's like he's kind of trying to process his dad's death and his brother, like, in through a story. In this way, it's a kind of a commercial way now. It could have very easily turned into something more introspective. Yeah. And also, you have this note written here, which I think is interesting. It's Pixar's first film since up to be released released during the spring and up was 11 years ago yeah pretty long I guess time they're normally like summer releases yeah and then yeah coco i think was a fall release because it released yeah. around thanksgiving yeah thanksgiving yeah. so yeah i guess they're doing that too because they don't want to be too close to soul which comes out in june yeah which is just crazy that they're both we're like we're getting two pixar movies this year two original pixar movies yeah. this year and that also happened in 2015 with Inside Out and uh, The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. But yeah, so let's get into some uh, kind of our thoughts on the movies. Uh, this, like I said, will be the non-spoiler part. Non-spoiler review. Could we talk about how there was a Simpsons short before a Disney movie? That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like it was, part of me is like, oh, they're just like showing off. Yeah. That, like they own The Simpsons that now. They own The Simpsons. Because it's like, why wouldn't you put a Pixar short in front of a Pixar film? Well, yeah, one of the million that are on, that are being released onto Disney Plus. You know? Yeah, like a couple of, well, a couple of the short circuit films could have maybe been, if they were a little longer, those were pretty short. Right. But they could have. Had a more heartwarming... I mean, because that's like kind of what you expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I guess, you know, since they have two this year, Soul will probably have some banger of a 
short, short film that will win, you know, Oscar whatever next year. But but it's definitely a weird trend because Toy Story Four didn't even have any short. Yeah. So it's like we went from no short and now we still have a short, but it's a Simpsons short. It just feels very like it started off the movie like the short was fine. I didn't mind the short. I enjoyed it. Like it was cute, but it just started off the movie on like a weird like non Pixar feeling, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because I feel like the key of the emotional short is to like prep you. Yes. But you sit through all the trailers and then they play this nice Pixar short that's yeah. like already gets you crying in seven minutes. Exactly. And you're like, Great. I am prepped and ready. It preps to go. the eyes. It preps the eyes. It preps the heart. But then. Yeah, no, it yeah. was cute though. I mean, no, yeah, I, it wasn't I bad. chuckled. I laughed. I yeah. thought it was fun. It was fine. Um, it just didn't feel like a Pixar movie going experience. No, no, for sure. It felt more like something they would put in front of like Wreck It Ralph 2 or something. <sighs> Um, I don't know. Not to well, Wreck It Ralph two is bad, but the first so, one the first one is good. Is amazing. Yeah, the first one is good. But yeah, then the movie started onward. I feel like okay, the the opening shot of this movie reminded me so much of um, Toy Story Four. No, well, oh, no. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon, the first oh, one. Okay. Where it's swooping through the landscape oh, okay 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 yeah, yeah, swooping yeah, yeah. No, through the I landscape was thinking of yes no you're right i yeah. was thinking of when the sun comes through his window and it has like all the dust particles with all the light oh no but that was beautiful because that particles. reminded me of toy story 4 when they kind of were messing around with some of the dust particles in the light right, inside right. the antique shop right no but yeah the opening like yeah. sequence was very like other fantasy like how to train your dragon like other fantasy movie kind of thing with like the sweet yeah the... where it kind of like is is introducing you to the aspects of the world right that are different even another disney movie that came out last year um which is way worse than this movie but maleficent mistress of evil where it starts out <laughs> swooping through the thing and, yeah like, the and they kind of show the fairies and yeah. the different creatures like it, it gives them a quick and easy opportunity to be like this is the world without being like oh there's unicorns and pixies yeah, right. like it it sets it up from the beginning to be kind of a fantasy world right yeah and then for those of you who don't know this is all in the trailers but like the world had a bunch of magic in it and then people figured out how to that there were cars and like made like electricity and stuff and we're like wait we don't need all this magic because we can just tr use a light switch and we don't have to make fire with our little wands um so basically the world that the movie set in now is basically like our world except if we were all just like once magic creatures but we don't really have magic anymore yeah that's kind of like which i i i like that concept of like a world uh kind of transformed to be less wondrous and yeah. like if you're using technology you're not seeing the wonder which some people probably would watch and be like they're pushing an agenda because it's like yeah kind of some people i feel like will watch that and be like frustrated that it's kind of pushing an agenda i guess i don't really see it as much of an agenda as like well i don't yeah, I, I know. There are definitely yeah, there's people definitely going to be people watch that watch it and and say stuff like that. Right, but no, I think it's definitely a really cool 
way to open it. And it's also cool, a good, like, a, a sneaky way to have the world look familiar, but also be able to throw in, like, some quirky things that we aren't familiar with. So we can, yeah. like, have the fam familiarity, but also be like, oh, what's this, you know? And we definitely get that, like, it's the family in is that it's based around is definitely relatable. We have um, Tom Holland playing the main character, who's, like, just turning 16, um, and he's, like, a typical 16-year-old. And then he has his older brother, um, who's taking his, uh, I like that joke, like, the gap his year. His gap year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's uh, probably closer to our age. Yeah, uh, and that's played by Chris Pratt, and then their mother, who's played by, um... Uh, what's her face? You can cut Julia that. Julia <laughs> DeFraze. Julia, the the girl De from Seinfeld. Um, Julia. Julia. Ju Julia, Julia Louis DeFraze. De Dreyfus. Jeffro. Julia. She is one of my favorite people. No, she's really great. She's in, uh, she's in Veep and you love that show. Yep, she um, is. In I Veep. didn't even know it was her until after the movie. Um, oh. No, yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with this movie much since, like, the first trailer dropped. It kind of, it starts off with, like, him going through his regular high school day. And I definitely liked some of the, the jokes they made there, like the merging into traffic joke or whatever. Like, very Yeah, like, very, very typical, stuff. like, 16-year-old stuff, social anxiety. Right, right. Driving One anxiety. One thing that made me think of, like, that, between that and Inside Out, I want, like, a Pixar high school movie now. So bad. Like, that would, yeah. be, that would be really cool. But anyway, that's kind of besides the point. But then the main story gets kind of thrown in when uh, their father is dead. Um, and they, the, they never really knew their father. But then, like, when he's 16, they find this little magic wand and they try to bring their father back. But they don't bring him back all the way, so they need to go on a journey. I feel like it's more like a staff than a wand. Yeah, it's a staff. Because it's a, a wand staff. is more relatively like no. Harry Potter 10 yeah, inches. you're right, like, you're right. But I'm, it's like my... a full-blown like wizard staff. No, it's like a Gandalf staff. Yeah. Yeah. But they need to go on like a journey to find the crystal that will bring the rest of their father back because right now they only have his legs which kind of plays for some funny moments and all that's the in the trailer so if you've seen the trailer you kind of no. sort of know what to expect that's the main point and they go onward to find the stuff God. i guess that's why it's called onward i don't know but as far as non-spoilers go like what were your overall thoughts i guess we could get into that because the more in-depth we go the more spoiler it will get. So maybe yeah. we should start with like our like yeah, what were my your thoughts general like thoughts. walking out yeah, like walking out of the theater, you know. Uh that, that was that's it. your that's your thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean Yeah. I it like finished and I was like eh, that was mm -hmm. alright. Mm -hmm. And then we walked out of the theater and the whole time I was just like, mm, that was not very memorable at all. Yeah, that's, I think, the biggest issue is that even though if it's, like, I enjoyed it definitely more than you and I had a great time. But, like, at once the movie's over, it's very forgettable. There's no scenes that are going to stick with you. There's no, like, there's a couple, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's not to say I wasn't, like, engaged in the content. 
Right. Like when I was sitting there, like, you know, I wasn't checking my phone. Right. Like, yeah. With the time or like looking at my watch, you know, like I was sitting there watching it and enjoying like, I mean, enjoying is a relative yeah. word. Uh, you know, I was experiencing it the way moviegoer would. Experience yeah, you were in the movie, it. right? Yeah, I wasn't like frustrated or upset while I was watching it. But then when right. I finished, it was just like, yeah. No, it's very. Like, it just was okay. Underwhelming is, I feel like, not the right word, but it's just very like. No, yeah, no. I mean, I, I was not expecting a ton. Exactly. Yeah. Right. When the original um like poster and kind of like first stills came out a year ago Mm -hmm. i was pretty excited uh because obviously we didn't know anything about it and it just kind of was like character drawings and stuff Mm -hmm. and then the first teaser came out and i was like great we're in like a totally different universe you know excited about original stories original characters and, the, like, I've seen the trailer so many times now yeah. that, like, by the time I got to the movie, I was like, I literally don't even care about this storyline. I'm kind of just here for the movie. Right. Like, because it's Pixar and because Ex- it's good animation. Exactly. Um, Along that line, though, on the animation, I didn't really like the animation in this movie. I thought the style was uninspired, and I felt like overall the quality was a step down from Toy Story 4. Besides, like, a couple things, I just thought, like, it, it felt very, like, a few, like, 2016, 2017. Like, Toy Story 4, for all the problems I have with it, it the animation, st- like, was so high quality in that movie that this felt like a little bit yeah. of a drop-off from that, in my well, opinion. Well, I think they probably spent longer on Toy Story 4. That's true, that's true, but it's just like, I don't know, I was, especially with the environments, and they had a couple moments yeah, to show that, and but I was expecting felt, some more creativity. It felt very, and I've seen a couple other people say this on, like, Twitter or in reviews, that it felt very DreamWorks-y. Yeah, Which yeah, is like, uh, I mean, it's not, you can differentiate between the two studios, but it felt more How to Train Your Dragon than it that, felt like Inside Out. How to or Train Toy Your Dragon's Story. a great comparison. And it it wasn't. I mean, that's not to say it's bad animation, but yeah, I mean, like some of the world building stuff. It's cool that it's in a different universe, but it's like nothing new because it's like unicorns and pixies and. You know, stuff that is in other fictional universes. Yeah. Centaurs, like, even the manticore is right, stuff that's exactly. in other fictional worlds or mythology. It it's very derivative in that way. This is part yeah. of, like, my final thought I wrote out, but I said, like, while Onward is an original story, it doesn't feel as original as something like Monsters, Inc. or even The Good Dinosaur. Like, it feels like something... It feels like we've seen the characters before and we've watched all these plot points kind of run their course you know Um, yeah and i mean in the other part i'll get into other parts that that i thought were good yeah but i mean overall it was okay i mean like it wasn't anything mind-blowing i won't buy it on blu-ray no i won't watch it again probably but i will say i thought the voice acting was really good yeah, I thought that the chemistry between Tom Holland and Chris Pratt was great. Yeah, and like, which they really they're had friends, to, they're buddies. So. They really had to carry that whole storyline because, like, their dad's there, but he can't talk because he's pants. Yeah. So, and it's really hard to create chemistry in um, a voice acting booth. 
but yeah, before we kind of go to the ad break, if I want to give a couple of non-spoiler stuff, um, I thought it was funny. The problem with Toy Story 4, some of the humor, was it was trying to be super hip. Toy Story 4 felt very forced humor, but I felt like this movie, a lot of the jokes felt very, like, natural. And I'm a little more, like, quote, classic Pixar humor. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can get behind that. I think thought Toy Story 4 was funny. I laughed a lot. But I just thought, like, the jokes in this felt more genuine. Yeah, one thing that I didn't like is that I'm not really a fan of quest movies in I, general. Yeah. I have yeah. a hard time with quest movies. And even in, like, Inside Out, one of my least... I mean, I love Inside Out, but, the like, one of, of my least favorite through. parts is the quest part where it's, like, yeah. they're trying to get this done. I guess the one thing that this has going for it onward, that is, is that it was, like, self-aware that it was a quest movie. Yeah, that's true. Which I can they... get behind a little more, but, like, at the same time, it's just harder for me to engage with quest movies because I yeah. just, like, they just annoy me. Right. I, I understand that. I do like that I was a little self-aware, though, like you said, and I did like um all the D&D references, kind of, or, like, the... Like, the alluding to D&D, but they obviously can't use yeah, Dungeons right. & Dragons. Like, they made their own. But I thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny, too. Overall, final, like, spoiler-free thoughts. Um, I mean, I cried twice, so I they it, they did something right for me. It I just did not cry. I know you didn't cry, but I did. <laughs> um, but I just think that, um, overall, it's a fun time at the movies. It's a good... Um, like movie as far as children's entertainment goes yeah um i think this is much better than we keep comparing it to this but like how to train your dragon 3 last year i think this was much better than that i would definitely say if you're looking for something to see you could go see it it's fun i mean especially if you have kids if you don't have kids the invisible man is better than this you should go see the invisible man first uh do you have any final spoiler free thoughts uh no okay yeah, all right, so let's go to a quick ad break then, and then we'll come back and give some spoiler thoughts, spoiler-filled thoughts, and then kind of show where Onward sits in our Pixar rankings. Great. And we're back. Spoiler time. So if you haven't seen Onward yet. Um, or if you just don't. Or if you don't care. see it and you don't care, you can listen then to the rest Then join of us Onward in the episode. Oh my god. <laughs> um, what was um one of the spoiler thoughts that you have about Onward? Uh, In the did like section or didn't like section? Um, Either one. I have a few nitpicks. Uh, but we can get into those maybe later. Like, we can okay. try to do well, some of the Well, a lot stuff. of the things that I wrote down are also, like, just really random, like, specific things. Yeah. Okay, well, we, let's get into some specifics. First of all, there's no way he mastered the entire magic book in one day. <laughs> 20 feet. The, the entire history he of magic. natural <laughs> abilities. Natural abilities. He was able to perform the hardest spell. And also, uh, like, it was so dumb that the, like, like the three things it was, like, speak from your heart fire, focus, and what was the other one? I don't even the, remember. 
Um, oh god, yeah. But it was like also something really dumb. It was something really dumb. Yeah, I those are. And I was I like, of all the things that you yeah. should like know how to do. I will say though, like even though the magic was like that part of the magic was dumb, I thought especially in the final battle they used magic in a cool way. Like that final, I feel like yeah. the climate, the climactic scene, I thought was really good. Even though there was no stakes, because there's like there's never any stakes in this movie, these movies, I still felt yeah. like I felt super engaged in those scenes. They yeah, really I thought fun. the final battle was kind of fun. The third act was good. Yeah, the third act was good. Um, I loved. I liked the first act and the third act. <laughs> the third the act. Whole That's always middle, the whole I was like, God, stop. That's please. always quest movies because I like how they got started and then I like. Okay, when they it end. wasn't that bad, but it just no, was like. No, I know what you're saying. It wasn't as it like the middle section wasn't nearly as good as the payoff in the end. No, yeah, the whole and thing with the gas the station kind of beginning setup. Yeah, like that just all could yeah. have been Two totally minutes. done for me. Speaking of the gas station, there's no way that like that little tank of gas lasted them all the way until like <laughs> that one place where they left the car. They were like, oh, man, we're out of gas. Let's well, just put a little bit in. it obviously was not that far because they drove and then, like, I don't know how long they spent on that stupid Cheeto in the <laughs> river, which I have some problems with, which I'll talk about. I mean, wouldn't it kind but, of disintegrate because of the water? But like... Yes, it would have. <laughs> I mean, you know how a Cheeto is when you put it in your mouth. Like, no, it, just it just disintegrates in your mouth. It's like cotton water. candy. Yeah. But, like, they went that whole way, and then they, like, show up back in the middle of the town. Like, are you kidding me? Okay, that pissed They me drove off. on the whole freeway, and then all the way through the woods and across the bridge, and then they walked and walked for who knows how long. I mean, like, their whole journey was almost 24 hours up until the end, and then they were on the river for, like, not even an hour, and it's like, oh, we're back in no, that <laughs> the school. Me. It's like, didn't you just travel for like 20 hours yeah that pissed me off because it's like they do this a lot in movies and it's not like in this case it wasn't the character's fault because there's no way they could have known that the gem was there but whenever like they go people go on a journey and then it's like a big twist like they end up oh it was right where we started that always feels so annoying because it like makes the whole adventure feel cheap in our minds because it's like we know technically like this whole time, they could have literally just walked down the block and picked up the gem and, like, spent the whole day with their dad. And it's just really, that stuff, that annoyed me. Yeah, not even that it's like, oh, they could have spent the day with their dad if they'd known. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just dumb. It's like, like, the, you, like, you're hanging on, or they think that you're, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, they're going to get it. And then they're going to be dad. And you know that there's going to be a curse anyway. Yeah. And then it's, like... Uh, it's just so it just feels too cliche no yeah yeah to be like oh just kidding you didn't get it yeah but once after there i think that kind of i mean the third act kind of was before that but from there on i really liked everything that yes happened. um like the whole i mean you could call it a twist but like the whole thing with like he wanted his father but his whole okay. time his life his father was his brother. I really liked that. I cried okay. so hard in that. Okay. That was great. I knew you would like that part. I liked it a lot. But here's the problem I had with that. They set it up too easy. 
Like oh, I know. when they were when they're on that stupid cheese curl float. Oh yeah, and he like and tells his little he was soft like, story. No, 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 not even that. Not even when that. When he okay. was like throwing the cheese ball. Oh, flying to him, catch! I was like, they're gonna do it. I know. I was I'm... like, they're gonna say that this is them playing catch. I was like, I know it. And then they did the whole flashback maybe i'm too stupid but i didn't see any of that coming oh man the, the flashback maybe came and i was I'm like he's too playing cynical. catch maybe i'm too cynical he's playing catch with his dad now oh, oh man God. i liked that a lot that was one thing though too where it's obvious that that was a very personal kind of thing for the filmmaker yeah which i also do like that um that's cute i roll I I the, I cried so hard during that scene. I don't care. I know that you did. I I was very. I sad. even thought that I, when it happened, I was like, I bet Noah was crying here. I I don't even have okay. My father is alive and well, and I have no and I have three <laughs> you younger even, sisters. I was gonna say, you but I was have brothers. I was still crying. <laughs> I'll tell you what though. I in that scene. I was like, they're trying to make me cry. Like, I was aware of the fact that they were no, they trying definitely to were. make me cry in that scene. And that frustrated me, too. That's interesting, though, because I wrote down in the liked that I felt the movie was emotional, but it didn't feel as planned as something like Monsters University, where it's like, all right, so now they're going to go to the lake. And they're going to sit on the log <laughs> and he's going to tell him this. I don't know. It felt a little more. It felt to me. Yeah, it felt no, a little more I mean, in the whole part thing, of the movie. Yeah, I would say. But in that specific scene, I felt no, like yeah. they were. Whenever they use flashbacks like that, they're like, all right, they're going to cry really hard yeah, right now. But I, yeah, I, I would say that's true, especially in like the way the mom's character functioned throughout the story, I think was like could have been used more as like an emotional plea and it wasn't no yeah the whole manticore mom road trip side plot was awful it was so not... dumb and like it was like a total probably if you put all the clips together of like six minutes probably a little more than that oh it, but, and then like the car breaks still, out and... oh it just is like what even purpose did the manticore serve apart from the fact that she told her where the curse crusher was and then like was able to fly which was a bit that was already used with the stupid pixies exactly her flying doesn't mean anything to me i feel like they definitely cut this movie a bit with like the discovery of magic and that seems like a part that stayed like Oh, she's discovering that the whole flying thing was like, oh, they're discovering they used to be magic. But like, those are the only moments of the magic discovery that were left. Yeah, like they didn't even show reaction so shots of like people watching her fly. Yeah. Anything like no, him yeah. battling with the staff. Yeah, it was definitely a missed opportunity there to go a little deeper into like people into like the whole um like you were saying people would get mad at the um agenda thing but if they wanted to go for the agenda they should have gone all for it with that like people yeah. realizing the magic that was in their lives i don't know yeah well here's my other qualm with qualm. the cheeto float okay okay the cheeto floats really a big so, deal <laughs> so i knew when he when it was getting bigger well, they do that whole thing where they're like, you know that it's getting bigger, but they don't actually show it growing. 
And then I was looking at it and I was thinking, isn't there a movie in a cave with like man eating Cheetos? Isn't that and, um Child Claudia with a chance of meatballs? See, that's what I thought it was. Okay. See, is wouldn't you think that's what it is? Yeah, because it's food that Yeah, is so I was looking it up because I was <clears> like, <throat> Oh god, I feel like I've seen like man eating Cheetos before and I could not for the life of me find it. And then I finally found what it's from. And it's from Veggie Tales, the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Oh, you're right. And I was like, oh God, what a memory to the like. Man eating Cheetos. I remember that. One thing that was really weird is why I don't understand why the police could legally chase them. Like they literally didn't do anything. The only reason the police were chasing them was because he wanted to get them back. But, like, he couldn't legally call the police to chase them through, like, that forest because they weren't doing anything. Like, what did they, right. they didn't do anything illegal. Well, and it wasn't like um, they're both, like, underage either. Yeah. It's, they're literally like, just it driving. Like, they, I guess they could be chased if they were, like, I don't know, 14 and 16. But, like, Barley is old enough that he owns the car. Yeah. It's literally, there's nothing, the only thing that was illegal is that guy was like, you're coming back to your mom, or I don't know. That was yeah, weird. like. The whole thing was weird. I was like, they literally have no reason to be chasing I didn't even right think now. about that, and now that annoys me. I'm like, this is not a good look for the police. Um, speaking of Yikes. police. Oh, God. Should we talk about the, uh, the first ever uh, lesbian character in a Disney movie? Yeah. We knew this was coming because, uh, did they announce it or did like, was uh, it like a- Some news source did, some news IGN source? or something. Okay. And we already had the picture and we knew she was a cop. So we knew like everything about it besides the way that they kind of revealed that she was out in the movie. You know, they just said like, oh, the first ever, um, gay or Which, lesbian character or whatever. Listen, we've heard this so many times before. No, it was like, in Finding Dory. Um, yeah, it was in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and it now it's in this. In, but this is the quote first time... Quote, unquote, it was in Frozen. But this is the first time Disney has acknowledged... This is the first time that it says it in the movie, I guess. And it's not like a... Yeah, because even with like Beauty and the Beast and Finding Dory, it was kind of like ambiguous. Exactly. Like this they is the never first time really it's not answered ambiguous. questions. Yeah. Um, but still, I'll say I did not like this. It feels no, it's cheap. This this feels like 2016 um, inclusion to me. Yeah, like um, Good Luck Charlie inclusion. This is like when that thing came out, and there was yeah, and like, was like we're in the Andy Mac days. We're in the High School Musical, the musical, the series days. Like. I don't understand. It's it's crazy. And I well, know Well, because Disney is homophobic. I mean, that's <laughs> But but like it's it's, it's a hard battle because it's like they have other shows that I mean, even Diary of a Future President, which is on right now, right. has a trans actress in it, mm -hmm. and it also is about to open up a gay character as well. Yeah. And it's like Yes, that side of it, but then there's also this whole family-friendly label that Disney has placed on itself that is like, 
well, queer people or like, you know, too much gay is not family friendly. And it's like, right. why? Exactly. You know? That's, it's, I mean, that's homophobic. And it's obvious that they're not willing to put in the effort in their bigger projects. Even smaller projects still, like that show, um, the spinoff Love, Love Simon. The Love Victor series is getting pushed to Hulu because it was, which that doesn't make any sense because the whole. Yeah, well, the author, the author of the book said it was because of like drinking. Okay, well. Which it's like, okay, well, Thor is drunk. Okay, Thor cuts someone's head off in Avengers Endgame. And talking about booze and beer and Endgame, no, so it's like it's why? ridiculous. But back to onward, like I know the whole point of inclusion is to see have people feel like they're represented on screen. And there's no one that's watching Onward and is like, "Yes, I am finally represented on screen." Because she's in the movie for like <laughs> one minute, two seconds. Like she's not, like she literally is not even like she's not even a character. Does she have? I don't. She maybe she had a name like once. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm also in this kind of boat right now where. I mean, I get it. Other countries cut this stuff out. I know mm-hmm. that it happens. That's just the way it is. And no, yeah, it's already some... been said that the line has been changed in Russia, whatever. Mm-hmm. It happens. Who cares? But, like, in America, things can be different. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually representation, in my opinion, if it can't be... Like, if you can cut it out of the story and the story still makes sense. Because yeah. it's like you just putting in a female female kiss in the end of Star Wars for a second. For a second doesn't mean representation because it's like other countries can just cut that out and it's like oh no one even knew it was there. Exactly, exactly. And I but think, it's representation um... if it's a, a, a you know in my opinion key to the character that like if someone else cuts it out it affects it doesn't matter the story it, yeah, it affects exactly you know. <clears throat> The character yeah. affects. And I know people that have an issue with this that are a part of the LGBTQ community, like friends of mine, that are like, that get mad about stuff like this. And I, it's rightfully so. I get mad about it too, where these um, companies like Disney are um, having this, like, putting this stuff in, like, as, like, quote unquote inclusion to, like, not pander, I guess, but, like, as the token kind of thing, but then still supporting. like still giving money to people that uh, have homophobic practices or are still supporting that stuff, which is just not okay. And I think that this is, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not mad. I don't think it shouldn't be in the movie, but like the, what it represents is more what what I'm mad about, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they need to catch up big time and even getting, I mean, we're talking about onward, but, they made such a big deal in Endgame about, what's his name, the Russo brother doing the stupid character where he was oh, like, yeah. the unnamed character that means nothing, who's like, my boyfriend was yeah. verticalized. Yeah, exactly. what it's called, dusted, whatever yeah. it is. But it's like, Tessa Thompson has been begging to like have her character be bisexual, and they're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Or like, Poe was like, let me be bisexual, and they're like, nah. So it's just like Disney needs to. No, it's obviously they need don't to get really... it together. 
they don't really they're care about basically it. just telling people in the LGBTQ community that they're not like worth being like main characters. And that's exactly how it is in Onward, is like they champion this big moment where they're having an openly gay character, but it's like, no, this is a background character who has no pull or weight in the story at all. And what is that telling to people? Like that, that they're, they're not... unworthy. Yeah, they're where not... like they're they're championing it as like, though this is telling people that they can be included in these movies, but it's really telling people like, the exact no, opposite. You can't. Like yeah. you can't because you can only be this kind of person that like no one will remember. Back to positives, just, uh, let's see. I don't know if I have anything else. Oh, I have a couple things. Okay. I There were two bits in it okay. that I really loved in one bit that I hated. Okay. So the bits that I really loved was in the beginning of the film when he was, like, dropping his breakfast and, like, everyone was oh, dropping his breakfast. I great. thought that was hysterical. That was so funny. I thought it was clever. It was funny because, like, it was showing the whole... I mean, because that's, like, stuff that happens in real life. Yeah, like, and it was, it was showing the too. process of him, like, you trying know, to get breakfast. using up the rest of the milk in the cereal, and then it being spilled, and then he's trying to finish it, and then someone else knocks it off, and mm-hmm. then he gets the toast, and that gets knocked... And it just was, like, it was so clever. I was yeah. like, this is the classic Pixar humor that's, like, not in your face. It's just, like, there while other about. stuff is happening. Exactly. You know? It's, like, the joke isn't the driving force. It just, like, happens in the moment. And I loved that. And then I loved the bit with the dragon mural at the school. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Where it was, like, giving him the thumbs up at the beginning. And then they, like, tied that in to the end where it was, like, the face of the, like... yeah. That was the one part where it was. I was glad that he went. It was where they started because I did like. That yeah, plan. because it was kind of like at the beginning of Nod, where it was like, you know, you got this bud, and then he like choked up and had a terrible social anxiety moment, and then he like looked at it again, and he was like, ah, you know, and then you know, it it became the face of this big beast, and that kind of was symbolic of him yeah. overcoming his confidence, which I thought that was, was really fun. That was fun. What was the thing that you didn't like? Um, So this is so random and nitpicky, but when they first got into the cave and the like unicorns were there and they were like, ah, unicorn. And then the unicorn just like flew <laughs> off. I was like, what? the heck and i guess it was supposed to be like built as bats is my best guess is that it was supposed to be like our version of like you know anytime any character or hero walks into a cave all the bats fly out and you're like bats (laughs) but it was like nowhere else in the movie well did they like give us a nod that unicorns would be bats or like not it just was like really random Furthermore, in the beginning, open, like when they showed the neighborhood they lived in, they showed like unicorns eating trash, and bats don't eat trash. So I thought I was there. I was like, are, I was like, are unicorns like cats or like stray cats or something? How in this world do certain animals function? Yeah, because everyone is technically a magical creature. So why are unicorns the ones that are? Yeah, now... like why aren't they able to talk? Maybe that was us. Subliminal messaging too. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, last thing I liked before I get into like my final thought, I did like the scene uh, with the gay cop. So that's ironic. Like the lying scene, so he they had to be disguised. Oh yeah, and I then thought that was fun. If he told a lie, he couldn't. So it was played for laughs, but then at the end, it kind of revealed his deeper thoughts about his older brother. Yeah. Um, I love things like that where it kind of puts the main character in a situation like where they have to reveal something they wouldn't ra- reveal to the audience, and it's more yeah. natural. Um, so That's I really did love, I really liked that scene. Yeah, I thought that scene was funny. That was one of the standout scenes to me. Like, even though I have my problems with it, I'd gladly take more original stories from Pixar like this over, like, a Cars 4 or an Incredibles 3. Yeah, um, And I going so. forward, I wouldn't mind seeing Pixar stick with the two movies a year strategy if one is decent and just, like, a fun time like this one, and then the other one that comes out is a more layered and complex story like Soul kind of looks to be overall. Yeah, so my final thought... Is that, this is just a whole other discussion too, but like, Mm -hmm. this is just what really got, like one reason I just really am not sold on this movie is the pants thing. What? Oh, with the father? Yeah. Okay. Like. (laughs) This has not come up yet. Okay. (laughs) I just, that's because this was like my biggest thing. Okay. I don't understand why the pants had to come around with him the whole time like it just felt really dumb and pointless and unnecessary like it didn't really achieve anything well because they need to bring their father along (sighs) no it's so dumb like there were a couple kind of bits like the whole shades thing with the pixies or whatever the only like actual purpose the pants served was when they like shoved the pants down the tunnel or the thing to like press the button where they were like oh "Oh, no one can hold their breath that long (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh no yeah i know what you mean because i feel like it makes the payoff worse like why couldn't the dad just show up at the end like why couldn't the whole journey to meet the dead dad part be kind of more like scavenger hunt based instead of being like like they do the spell oh like the what is it the pigeon stone the The phoenix stone phoenix stone (laughs) the pigeon stone that would that would be very underwhelming pigeons no no but like you know like he does that like they're expecting to do the spell and then Mm -hmm. the stone explodes and they're like okay well we know that it works we just need another stone or even if instead of the legs being there the whole time or what about this this would have even got rid of the manticore it gives it has the staff and it gives them like um like a map yeah to get to the thing and it's like like a scavenger hunt yeah and then what if this but the spell's like here you can bring me back for like five minutes and we can talk you know so then it's... And then the dad, like, only shows up at the end. Exactly. And then... And you never whole... see his pants. You never see, like, his actions. It's just, like, him in the distance, you know? Yeah. I mean, that would have worked out a lot, too. It, I mean... It just, like... I That just fundamentally... I My mind cannot, like, grasp the right. functionality of the pants. Like, it's not funny to me. Yeah. And it's I, not like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that the pants were like the selling factor. 
Yeah, and I feel like it shouldn't have been. I feel like Pixar thinks they need to have, like, a cool thing, like, oh, this one, Cars Talk, and this one, um, a family is a superhero, and this one, the bugs are talking people, I don't know. Um, and this one, the dead are coming back. So, like, I feel like Pixar f- thinks they need to have something cool every time instead of, like, this time. Yeah, because I like the pants. whole brother story. Yeah, that's But the every story. time the brother story was happening, it just was, like, the pants in the background. <laughs> there is no way they were able to just walk those legs around with a freaking leash. Like the like without it being a pain in the ass. No, there was a couple times the pants just started walking like perfectly where it needed to go, and I'm like, yeah, oh, there is no me. way it no. Okay, yeah. There, yeah, no. Okay, yeah. There's, I mean, I I agree. So that's like my biggest thing is that mm-hmm. like I just don't feel like the storyline was where it needed to be. Right. But there were aspects of the story I liked. I liked the characters. I liked mm. the brother thing. I liked, you know, some of the jokes. I liked portions of the quest. The the beginning kind and end of. of the quest. I did like the bridge bit. I thought that the was fun. The bridge bit was cool. Yeah. Uh, but, like, everything else I just felt like was so scattered and didn't mm-hmm. come together. And I just was, like, the whole time, like, why is this happening? All right. There's our final thoughts on Onward. Yeah. Um, where does it kind of rank in your Pixar rankings as far? Oh, we don't God. have to go like, we don't have yeah. to go all the way through like, no. but you, it's like where in the lists. Like... So I thought about this for a mm-hmm. little while today. So people don't be mad at me for just like thinking I threw it in at the bottom. No, yeah, I like... thought about mine too. Yeah. I spent a good time. I discussed it with my mother. We talked about it. Wow. It is now. I haven't seen Cars three, so my list only has twenty one movies on it, right. not twenty two. You still need to see Cars three. I feel like before yeah. Soul, you need to see Cars three. That It'll be maybe your, happen. That'll be, be a challenge. It ranks number seventeen for me. And that's above what and b- below what? It is right above Cars two. Okay. And it is right below the Good Dinosaur. All right. Cool. So that's and where it also below you. Toy Story four. It was mm-hmm. it was close, but I felt like Toy Story four was the better movie, even though I had a lot of things I hated about it. Mm-hmm. And I am kind of more of a fan of the Good Dinosaur than other people have been. Uh yeah, I don't mind the Good Dinosaur. I mean, onwards above it for me, but like I think it's a pretty original idea. Like I mean, dinosaurs talking is not an original idea, but the whole thing with like the kid, I think is kind of cool in the relationship. Yeah, I don't know um but anyway so that's where it ranks for you for me i so for where i put it i could see it getting lower over repeated watches of it as well as other movies that are beneath it but i couldn't see it getting any higher so right now it's like at the top of what is the bottom tier for me i put it at number 12 right below finding nemo and above toy story 4 um and i could definitely see it swapping with toy story 4 as well as maybe movies like A Bug's Life or something. Um, I couldn't see it getting any lower than 15, though. Pixar definitely has, like, this divide between the great ones and, like, the mad ones, and then there's a few, like, terrible ones, like Finding Dory. Trash. You gave it, what, three and a half stars? Three and a half, three and a half. I I think it's, like, a two and a half to three star movie for me. Three, I'll give it a three to be generous. Yeah, I think I could even, I could see, I would never see a four. I could even go with a three you know it's definitely like middle of the road 
if I saw it again, I think I would like it less. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I, I'm actually going to see it again with my family because I saw it alone because I had to see it for the podcast. So I guess I'll see if I like it more. <laughs> um, that's kind of sad. I went on a Thursday opening night to see a Pixar movie alone. It is what it is. You can see, though, where it ranks for me as well as all of our rankings. They are both... Uh, public lists on our letterbox so you can go see our full rankings of all 22 or in your case 21 pixar movies Whew, that was onward yeah soon to be 23 only a few months away and that one i'm very excited i'm way more excited for that one i, than I was for this one. so hope that movie does not let me down no if that movie lets me down then I'm gonna be because like, i am geared down. up i am geared up to cry i'm no, geared yeah. up to like I'm just ready for it. Cause Pete Doctor, we got we had Monsters Inc. Up, um, which are out. my number two like movies. The, Monsters like Inc. and the, Up are my number one and number like two. Three of the best Pixar movies, and this one was about jazz music. It's about a jazz pianist. Oh, gosh, and it's I, literally like literally. The best. It's like it's in like a dream. New, New York. It's like a dream. It's like um, our, both of our dreams it's combined literally the, one movie. It's literally going to be the best thing It's ever. like made for us. And we'll definitely have an episode out on that. But next episode will unfortunately not be on that. But it will be on the movie The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Um, and we're going to be joined by uh, Brandon Rice from the Lone Microphone Podcast. Yeah, we'll also be talking about some of our favorite sports movies. You can follow us on Twitter at Secondhand Film. And on Instagram uh, at Secondhand Film Pod. And Facebook at Secondhand Facebook. Film Pod. Okay, and Facebook. Now I gotta add another one. Okay. Yeah, Almost but it's got the it. same as the Instagram handle. Okay, okay. And they're kind of, and they're owned by the same company, so that's easy to remember. Yeah, we love Secondhand Film Pod. Yeah, we do. Make sure to also leave us a five star review and rating on iTunes. It really helps us get up in those charts. Until next time, I'm Noah. <laughs> and I'm Kayla. And, and we're, we're your, your second-hand second hand film. film.